Coming to you on some serious tape delay via a podcast near you. From that hockey hotbed of San Jose, California, it's Dudes on Hockey. He is now accepting callers. He is calling me Dude. And now your hosts, Mike and Doug. Hey there, and welcome to the Dudes on Hockey podcast. I'm Mike, that's Doug. This is a big dude night out. It's not hockey related in any way. Nope. We're recording a podcast before we head out to the... Huey Lewis and the News concert. That's right, dude. Yeah. It didn't sound as cool as I think <laughs> you wanted it to as it came out of your mouth. No. There'll either be listeners who are like, that's awesome, or yeah. some listeners who are like, they're still playing? They're old, Yeah. It's it's sort of like going to a Marcy Playground concert. Now, You're like, what? Let's give a little bit of history here. We we've gone to several Huey Lewis concerts over the years. We have. So this is kind of a dude thing. It's a dude tradition. And this was a gift uh, from my wife to me. So I am stoked to nice. have a dude outing tonight and a little harder rock and roll. Yeah. What are you hoping yeah. they'll play? Um. Not hip to be square. You not know a, that's not com- a fan of that's, hip to be square. That's I know it's happening though. It's gonna be the first one. What will be the ratio of hits to new songs to that filler? they try and hits uh, to filler that they try and slip in there that no one wants to hear? I think there's not gonna be a lot of filler. I think Huey knows what side his bread is buttered <laughs> no, on. They've at tried this to point. do that though. They've tried to slip. Will yeah. he sing that uh, song that he does with Gwyneth Paltrow in duets? Oh, you mean the Smokey Robinson song? Uh, what was that Baby called? Baby Cruising? Cruise. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, it's Cruise, yeah. yeah Cruising yeah. by uh, Smokey yeah, Robinson. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, man. So Probably. We've, we've, we've lost everybody under 40 <laughs> with the Huey Lewis discussion. Well, dude, we do have some shark stuff to talk about, and we did get... Uh, some random questions from a listener that which, which I really actually enjoy, especially this time of year. Because so we'll answer those on the air. Feel free to send stuff. us random questions at dudesonhockey.com, questions at dudesonhockey.com, or on the Twitter. Dude, are we going to talk about Purdy's article? Because that's sort yeah. of the one piece of news that. Well, if let's it, if let's leave even, with that, dude. If it's even news, it is news. I think it is news because it continues to focus on. I love what it's called. What is going on with the San Jose Sharks? <laughs> it could be what is going on with the San Jose Sharks or what is going on with the San Jose yeah. Sharks? Like, I don't know which inflection it should be I or think, what I, is going on. <laughs> I think it's only called this because Purdy couldn't title his article <laughs> WTF. <laughs> WTF Sharks. So the bombshell in this article, there's a few good things as Purdy's brilliant at. But then he gets to basically recapping the summer, right? Which yeah. we've done to infinity on this podcast. Basically, we're going to have a rebuild tomorrow, team. Mm-hmm. Nothing happens. They backpedal. And now Purdy asks him, how did the summer go? And Doug Wilson's quoted response was, it's got exactly the right way we want it. <laughs> ah. And by this, he means what? He says, I really want people on this team who are comfortable feeling uncomfortable. So mission accomplished, I suppose. <laughs> yes, and, that's, that's and, what Purdy said. And we've alluded to this yeah. last podcast when we talked about you know, stripping the sea the off of Joe Thornton. And was this a ploy to roust angry Joe from his hibernation? Yeah. Or was this just a way to get him out of town? It sure seems like maybe it's 
Rouse Tangri Cho. Right. Or, and if not that, at least it may help get him out of town. <laughs> maybe so, it's it a little both. bit of, little maybe, bit of both. maybe it's whichever one comes first. Yeah. <laughs> it's very interesting to, and, and I still have a hard time believing that this was really the plan. <laughs> yeah. That this was the plan. Right. Right. No, I, I, I'm but, with you. I, I don't see how this is the plan. But there is some information here at the end where Mark Purdy alludes to the 2003-2004 San Jose Sharks mm-hmm. who did similar business in the offseason. After a disappointing year, they got rid of Owen Nolan. They got rid of well. They got rid of Owen Nolan the previous season. Mm-hmm. They get rid of Timu Solani. They get rid of Adam Graves. They get rid of Brian Marchment, and they turn the team over to younger players. And they made the conference finals. That's right. And no one thought they would. That team came out of total nowhere. It right. Did. Yeah. So, reading this article, dude, did it make you feel better, or did it make you feel neutral, or worse? It didn't make me feel any different, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope it goes the way he wants. Uh, I don't necessarily think so. I think the the thing about the 2002-2003 Sharks, um, I don't believe they made the playoffs at all. No. They finished fifth in the division. Right. Okay? And they only had 73 points. They were 28, 37, 9, and 8. So that's that's a pretty important difference, I think. The 2002-2003 Sharks, led by Tamu Solani, 64 points, Vincent Damfus at number two, not a 30-goal scorer in the bunch, but they had three 28-goal scorers in Solani, Marlow, and Sturm. Uh, they didn't really get close to the playoffs, right? They were, they were not there. And the Sharks, as has been amply documented... We're up 3 nothing on the eventual Stanley Cup champions. I would argue that the difference between those two teams is, is rather large. Maybe maybe the comparison is still apt. I don't know. I don't know. Certainly, it seems like they're trying to ditch some of their top players. That part certainly seems to be uh, pretty comparable. Well, they did ditch two veterans, and ironically, one of the guys they ditch is one of the guys who took that team, their highest-scoring defenseman from that team, mm-hmm. Brad Stewart, now gone totally different player now than he was 10 years ago and Dan Boyle who I still think they're gonna have a very hard time replacing what he brought to the table they're mm-hmm. certainly going to be leaning on Demers and Braun specifically to do that I don't know I <laughs> there was a part of me when I read it I went maybe maybe it is gonna be okay <laughs> Please, please. I did love one thing in this article, which was um, something from Patrick Marlowe, who apparently defiantly stated in a text that I will be wearing a letter after training camp. Which was sort of buried in in a paragraph in a way that made it seem like this information was available before. I don't remember I, ever reading that. I had never heard that before. And and, and also, uh, this weekend, there was a post by Kevin Kurz on CSN Bay Area where he alluded to Patrick Marlowe behaving in a way at the NHL Awards that suggested that he was extremely irritated by how the month of June was going down. Yeah. That... Uh, 
you know, everything that Doug Wilson was saying, things that were kind of going on. He didn't say that, but Kurz said for a guy who's normally very neutral or or blasé, seemed a little on edge. So, dude. Mission accomplished? Mission accomplished? (laughs) I mean, it's very interesting to see if they have irritated two of probably the most easygoing players in the entire league. Right. Is that a good thing or not? <laughs> That's well, the question. Well, well, I think we might find out. We're going to find out. And it kind of comes on the heels of other comments that I read on Twitter, not directly tweeted by Darren Drager, but someone who was tweeting about, I guess, a, a radio show that he was on, talking about how Joe, he thought Joe Thornton would be out of there this year when they're playing him fourth line minutes. So we're getting two totally different sides here. Mm-hmm. Someone who's one of the most respected, you know, insiders, but so r- removed from the situation. And then you've got a guy who seems to kind of have Doug Wilson's ear right here. Mm-hmm. I'm going to, you know, as I always do, I, t- I err with Mark Purdy, you know, cause I think he seems to have the best information to he does. He he does so, seem to find sort of some of these nuggets. It's interesting. I keep saying it's interesting, but it really is. I'm intrigued, dude. And I think it'll... I want to see what's going to happen. It's going to be a very dramatic season in any form that it takes, right? It's yeah. either going to be terrible and people are going to be out of here left and right. The coach is going to get fired and the city's going to burn down, all right? And then, <laughs> or they're going to do one of these unthinkable things where the team just rises from the ashes of that 3-0 defeat. Mm-hmm. Now, are they going to be able to go into L.A. on opening night when the cup is raised in their face and win? If they win that game... It'd be one game. Out of 82. But, dude, if they win that game, doesn't that say a lot? It says something. It says a lot. It says, says they can win one game. Dude, that's a big game. I, I think that's I a big game. Yeah. The crowd is going to be all over their junk that whole game. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's going to be choker signs everywhere. And Sure, sure. And they're going to have a big... <laughs> if they go in there and, and get blitzed 5-1, to one, yeah. then I just go, well... You mean like they did in Game it. 7? Right. Well, right. Well, I mean, well, then you just go, nothing's different. Right. You know? Right. So I know it's just one game, dude, but I think that is a huge game. Huge game. Dude, let's go to some emails. We got some good emails this week. Like you said, questions at dudesonhockey.com is the email T-Zinc yeah. or, or Tracy. Uh, <laughs> I've enjoyed listening to you two for the past few years. My daughters even love to yell dude in the intro song. Nice. I always give the two of you wide latitude on your comments, but listening to the last few podcasts, I'm feeling like the ideas that the Sharks are a horrible team, the management is inept, and we can't succeed with the talented players we have. I'm a fan of this team, a fanatic. As down as I get about not winning the cup, I believe in this team, the management, and podcasters alike. We are blessed with a great team, and John Scott and Mike Brown are not the downfall for the Sharks. They are bit players, and I get the ton-in-cheek remarks, but it really drags me down. I don't expect you two to sing the team's praises, but I almost didn't listen to this last podcast. You're bringing me down. Tracy, have I been any more uplifting? (laughs) I'm smiling for the first time, thanks to Mark Birdie's article. I'm feeling a little bit of optimism. But it's hard. It is. It is hard. hard. And and like you, Tracy, we believe in the team. We want the team to succeed. But 
that doesn't necessarily mean everything the Sharks do is good and they've been on the right course. I think we both are in the camp right now and and certainly uh you know there's a lot of people that disagree with us saying that getting rid of maybe the two best players in Sharks history and Joe Thornton and Patrick Marlowe is the right move for this team. I think we both believe that still I'm willing to be proven wrong. New data comes in and things will change, but the fact is the Sharks have had these players for a number of years now, and they've never been able to take that step. They've never been able to even look like, you know, in the second round of the playoffs or the third round of the playoffs, that this team is really going to make it. And I think there's no way when the puck drops on opening night that I'm not going to be standing there with my banished Dan Boyle jersey on, and Matt, yeah. Mike will probably dust off the old banished Matt Carl jersey. Yeah. We need new jerseys, by the way. Yeah. Um, and I'm going to Thor- really- get a Thornton jersey now. <laughs> <laughs> Whether we think Thornton and Marlowe going maybe is a possible solution long term, I'm still going to... I want them both to have 100 points. Oh, yeah. I want it to go well. I'm in. I, I'm in. I'm in 100%. No matter who's in Teal, I'm going to root. But... There's also that bit of reality that sometimes you you you're not sure if the team's heading in the right direction and certainly up until this smidgen of information from yeah. Mark Purdy I I haven't felt good at all this summer about anything. But I got to admit dude, I got to admit Purdy's given me I don't know if that was his intention. He's given me a little bit of hope. It's interesting. I'm, I'm like you. I am intrigued. I, I don't know if I go so far as to call it hope at this point because, let's be honest, this is still the same roster, largely, with John Scott. Sure, it's the same. It's the same roster, and I don't necessarily think and no Torres and and no Torres who we need desperately. But we haven't talked about that for people who yeah don't know the Rafi Torres. Basically, I th- or did we talk about it? He he has to have that entire procedure redone, and I think he probably did already. Yeah, and he's going to be basically out for the year. Yeah, basically. So, but if you've got, it's not that Marlowe and Thornton are not good. They are Olympic level, Hall of Fame level players. Right. 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 But they don't play with the same kind of edge that a Jeff Carter, a, a Mike Richards, you know. Um, a Patrice Bergeron, Jonathan, uh, Jonathan Taze yeah. kind of does. Right. They don't have that. But maybe if they feel like they're backed into a corner, nobody right. backs baby in a corner. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> that was for you, Scott. <laughs> Dirty dancing? Now? It's a musical, and he knows that. Now it is. I know, but he knows that, and it was a movie with music, and I bet you he owns it. Okay. You're, you're probably... You own it, don't you, Scott? sure he does tweet it us (laughs) all right dude so yeah i you're right i i want i want to believe in this team so badly i honestly do but i it's 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 troublesome for me to put my chips in the middle again with the same cards that's essentially what i I know i know absolutely all right dude we got an email um from tracy don't give up on us from greg greg the third yes um who has a bunch of random questions, some okay. hockey related, some not. So let's just, should we just hit them like, yes. one after another, dude? Was Sidney Crosby truly arrested? And no. would you, who would you least expect to be arrested on the Sharks? 
Sidney Crosby was not arrested, by the way. Yeah. I don't think he was even in this. He was, wasn't even in Ottawa. That was some rumor that came out. And that there's some speculation that someone said, someone said he's out in Vail and someone it like Puck Daddy wrote that maybe someone took that to mean he's in Ottawa jail, <laughs> <laughs> which would be so hilarious if that were true. Anyway. Uh, this is the easy one. Yeah. Uh, Thomas Schrodel. There's no way. Arrested? Yeah, that's yeah, true. There's no way. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that. This is dream. <laughs> jail is not dream. <laughs> <laughs> Did you like Guardians of the Galaxy, dude? And if not, why? I didn't see it. Oh. I'm depressed to admit I haven't seen it. Yeah. I don't get out much, dude. I'm this going out tonight is like a huge deal. I gotta be honest. I saw the preview and I'm like, talking raccoon, what the hell? But then then someone told me they're like, Oh no, that's legit. That's like actually like in the Marvel universe. I thought they just made up a talking raccoon. Did you raccoon. go? No, I haven't. Oh, yet. see, so we suck. I heard it was good though. I would go. I definitely would. Drew Amenda's new position is Oilers analyst and if Jamie Baker can fill his shoes. Well, to be completely different. I mean, Jamie yeah. Baker is a very good broadcaster. I think he's I think he's good. Oh, yeah. I don't think anybody's going to not watch the broadcast. It's not like they're bringing in someone who's going to be annoying. Right. But it's going to be like different. Marty McSorley again. <laughs> good but idea. It, it's going to be different. I mean... It's definitely going to be different. And what's interesting is I was actually speculating with a friend of mine about this because, you know, the speculation was, oh, Drew Remenda said some not nice things about the Sharks, and that's what got him fired. And they put in Jamie Baker, who has certainly not always sung the Sharks' praises, you know, certain right. players and the Sharks as a whole. If I, I, I don't know if there's a whole lot of daylight between Drew Amenda's level of criticism and Jamie Baker's, to be honest with you. I don't think either of them thrash the Sharks, and I don't think either of them are the biggest homers where the Sharks can do no wrong. So then the question becomes, what did Drew Amenda do or what does he do different than Jamie Baker? And... One new theory, again, completely unsubstantiated by anything, but, you know, we're a ways away from the season starting. One, Jamie Baker is very active on social media, and Drew Amenda wasn't. And in the modern media landscape, that's almost a requirement. I mean, Drager tweets like a thousand times a day, and Drew Amendo isn't even on Twitter, although he might be now. He is now. Okay. I, I'm not necessarily sure that's not significant. But couldn't that be an easy conversation? Drew, start a Twitter account. Okay. <sighs> Maybe. Yeah, it's a good that's a good rebuttal. I think Drew was And the other thing, yeah, let, okay, me, let me finish. Yeah. The, the other thing is Drew didn't really live here and and Jamie right. does. And right. I think we may have talked about that before. So the absentee owner is going to fire the guy who doesn't live here? Yeah. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> he doesn't live here either. Right. So, he doesn't have to fire himself. He owns the team. I think Drew maybe maybe the owner, this is just speculation. Maybe he was a little tired of the Drew was a little clownish sometimes. Oh, really? Well, don't you get the shark bite with uh, you know, all the joking around and like I yeah, and and the videos with Randy Hahn, like the late night confidential. I like that. stuff. I love that stuff. People love that stuff. Maybe the owner didn't think it was appropriate to have uh the humor associated. This is all speculation because not like Jamie Baker's funny. Yeah, he's not a comedian. Yeah. Right? Yeah, sure. Whereas Drew. But he's a gamer. He's an ex-player. He'll clown sure. around too. He's done wacky stuff. Of course, but I I think there was an element of humor that was part of the podcast that I think is popular in the Bay Area. The Giants broadcasters are when the games are almost even more entertaining to watch or listen to when it's a blowout because they just start 
doing impressions and stories. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's so funny. And people who are Giants fans know what I'm talking about. That that's the best broadcast team in, in baseball. sports. Yeah. Uh, in sports, period. Wow. I, I, I love them. But I, I don't know. Can he fill his shoes? Uh, yes. I think he's the most logical replacement. And I think, no disrespect to Drew, but I think we, we're not going to be talking about this in a year. I, I actually I agree with you. I think Jamie Baker is is fine, and there would have been more controversy if they brought in some random person. Absolutely. And so they did sort of the safe thing, putting him up, and then Brett Hedekin mm-hmm. on the radio. Yeah. Um, okay. What's your dream team? Three forwards, two D, and a goalie. He'd go with Lucic, Crosby, Perry, Weber, Carlson, Rene. Okay, dude. Dude, I'm gonna go Crosby, Ovechkin, Perry, Chara. Uh, Suban, Lundquist. Ooh. I'm gonna go Taze. Uh, Taze Penner. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Good. Uh, no, oh. I'm gonna go. Ah, crap. I don't want to draw this out forever. Taze. Um, let's see who else. I'm a big, uh, but it's, it's got a Bacchus. Okay. Uh, David Backus. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go for Today. Kessel because I want to be aerodynamic. Okay. D. Did you get that, dude? Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I'm not going Kessel. Yeah. I'll say um, Giroux. Okay. On D, damn Boyle. Yeah. Damn it all to yeah. hell. Yeah, yeah. And... I would take Shea Weber. Mm-hmm. And in goal, I'm going to go. I'm going to go. Uh, uh, no, dude, I uh, took a rask. Yeah. Okay. Good. That's, that's the, yeah, that's probably the best call. Okay. You, I'm glad you could tell I'm reading these for the first time. <laughs> dude, what's your favorite alcoholic beverage? Easy. Jack and Coke. Jack and Coke. See, I'm a Scotch guy. Although yeah. I do like I do like Jack and Coke. Yeah, Jack and Coke is my favorite. I just bought two sure. new two more bottles of Scotch the other day. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I have, a, I have a few now. Where do you get it? Costco? No, Bevmo. Oh, Bevmo. Yeah, you can get it at Bevmo. You, I got a club card. <laughs> <laughs> How do you feel about Senna Akalatse not receiving a contract? WTF? <sighs> well, um, I I didn't see him play at all. You know, what I mean, and he. He didn't play a lick here, and I didn't watch him play at all in Worcester, so it's hard to to comment on it. <clears throat> they obviously he seemed to be injury prone. We pulled up mm-hmm. his stats. Playing a full season was a problem. He was never able to do it. You know, he played forty one games last year, but his stats are. I mean, playing half the games, right? He's got seventeen points. He's a thirty four point defenseman. He's got sixty six pims. I don't know. Um, he's he got signed by Calgary, so, so someone's going to give him another shot. They clearly did not like him more than they like Tennyson and Doherty. So yeah, I think that's I I I guess I'd have to <clears throat> defer to the Sharks scouting staff at that point. And and maybe, I guess they just did not pro- project him to become an NHL player, and they didn't have a contract to give up. You know, every every right. team only has a certain number of contracts, minor and and you know, big club combined, and they just said. You know, we're not going to, quote-unquote, waste one on this guy. And do we know that Akalatse didn't just refuse to sign? 
We don't know that. We don't know that. Yeah. So, I mean, he may have been looking up and going, I've, there's no chance I'm going to make this team. I want to out. And he's playing in Calgary. I mean, he might actually play an NHL game this year. Yeah. Playing there. Yeah, because they're terrible. Do you guys play the NHL video game? Dude, I always try yeah. to play the NHL video game. And you're bad. And at I'm it. bad. Yeah. And I get mad and I don't play it. Like, yeah. So I get like a couple games in and I'm terrible. And you lose like six to one. And I get mad yeah. and I refuse. Like, there's always this moment of pride where I will not play on like the worst, like the rookie level. Like, the I easy won't level. do it. Yeah. So I play like on the third level and then, then I'm get, good for like two periods worked. and I get worked. I, I like setting up the team and making the trades. When it comes to playing, I, I, I don't do it. Yeah. I want to. Yeah, I just, I played NHL 94, as I'm sure almost everybody on earth did as a right. hockey fan, because NHL 94 was the best. And I played as the Devils and Bernie, and I had Bernie Nichols, and he had like 180 goals that year. Yeah. On the 1994 <laughs> Devils, who won the cup in 95. But um, I have not played an NHL video game in a while. I played one a few years back, and I've just found it like too difficult. Like I couldn't, I don't know. I don't have like the hand eye, like the, the hand eye coordination or whatever. We used to play it all the time in college. We used to play the NHL 94, and we would, uh, after someone would score, you would touch the person like on the arm just really gently and go, gentle touch. It was so irritating. <laughs> it was so, Why? So I know it was just irritating. All and right. we had names for all the players. It was fun. Dude, any ideas on how we could get Jemma to wave, like maybe fill his house full of bees? <laughs> I think we get dogs with bees in their mouths, and so when they bark, they shoot bees. That's I what think, I would go with. Uh, if you want to try and get Jumbo to wave, you take the captaincy away from him and don't tell him. <laughs> <laughs> We're going according to plan. Uh-huh. It's all working out the way I wanted. Dude, which new player is going to perform the best? Uh, it has to be John Scott because there's no others. No, no I, I've got the answer. Who? I, I think that this player is going to play immediately because of the Torres injury. And I think it's uh, time again. I'm going to say time again. Time again is going to play. I think he's going to play. You're calling it. Well, I mean, he's got to have a good training camp, but the opportunity is clearly there. That he could play a Torres type of situation based on what we've read about him. That's the kind of player he is. Torres is out. They're going to be... Who, who else is going to play that role? Burrish? Doubtful? Kennedy? Yeah. Don't think so. So... If McGinn can play with any sort of, you know, energy, mm -hmm. there's a third line spot that's there available. I'm going to say time again. Dude, if you could pick any one player from any other team and add him to the Sharks, who would it be? Um, I, I, I love Shea Weber. Mm -hmm. I want when, remember when yeah. he came to town apparently and like, Oh, yeah. I almost wept over You were so happy. Yeah. I really wish there had been some way for that to go down. I would say Shea Weber. I think that he's a beast on both ends. Yeah. I'd go similar. I'd go Duncan Keith, I think. I, yeah. th I think Keith might be a slightly younger. But honestly, let me actually, I'm going to re-answer this. If I could take any player, mm -hmm. any one player, I'd take Jonathan Taze. And, and that's, yeah. I was trying to be cute, I think, with my response, but. Right. I would take him because he's one of the best players in the league. He's definitely the best leader in, the in hockey. Yeah, yeah. I would take him. Dude, one of my best buddies is an Arsenal fan. Would it make me an awful person if I became one as well? Yes. Yes, clearly, of course. Um, oh, P.S. I'm intoxicated. So <laughs> <laughs> a really good email. Really, really good. Doug standing up. That's a standing ovation. Wow. Yeah. I'm excited. Yeah. It was good. It was a good email. 
And a good podcast, dude. All right, dude. I well, think- we got some information in. I hope that uh, the listeners are not giving up. Tracy, stay with us. Stay with us, Tracy. And We'll, we'll uh, take you all the way in. Training camp's about to get fired up. We're going to see. We're going to see. Is this team fired up? Are they going to come limping into camp? Mm-hmm. Is the locker qu- room still going to be fractured? There's questions at D. There's questions all over. Yeah. It's going to so, be interesting. Will the open competition accomplish what apparently Doug Wilson wanted, which is for everybody to be competing for a job? And what will they do with some of these high-priced veterans like Burrish and Kennedy when they don't get jobs? Yeah. What are they going to do? Send them down? Might happen. Yeah. All right. So we'll see, dude. Let's go to a concert. Stay tuned, dude. Yeah. show want to get your questions on the air email questions at dudesonhockey.com dudes on hockey is not affiliated with the sales and sharks organization or the national hockey league